the antidote to toxic relationships here on episode number 256 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. It is indeed a pleasure and a privilege to have you here with me today as I look to share into your life something that can help you transform from a state of adversity to a state of what we call the promised life, the life of peace and prosperity and purpose. As always, I'm coming to you from the Loft Studios in my home office, just outside of beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, and we are thankful and grateful so much that you, that you have chosen to spend a few moments with me, allowing me into your earbuds, whatever you're doing today, if you're on your iPhone or in your car or listening to me on Alexa or something like that, I just really appreciate it as you go about your day, working out or doing chores. Love it. I'm here to speak into your life. I come to you come to you with a background in pastoral ministry, 42 years of pastoral ministry in local church settings and a doctoral degree in transformational leadership. I got something to share with you about some things that can be pertinent to your life to help you to navigate adversity, to grow through what you go through and to achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. Today, we're talking about toxic people and toxic relationships. The title of this talk is The Antidote to Toxic Relationships. They want you to know that you can get not only this episode, but all episodes of Beyond Adversity, over 250 episodes at drbradmiller.com. And you can find out more about our coaching and our coursework courses at drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way. Today, we're talking about toxic people and toxic relationships, and it's precipitated by the conversation that I had in episodes 254 and 255 with a woman named A. Garcia. A. Garcia came through toxic relationships of her own. It included abuse, physical, emotional, and and relationship abuse. And included attempted murder on her life by a partner, by a person in her life. And included her taking dramatic steps to save her own life, save the life of her child, and then to get out of that situation, that toxic relationship, and to create the life that she calls Be Your Incredible Self. Her website is BeYourIncredibleSelf.com. And she talks about getting through the trauma what she called to have post-traumatic growth and to survive domestic violence in order to have post-traumatic growth. And what I want to share with you today is you can't have growth 
until you get out of the toxic relationships. So today I want to give you some bit of stories out of my life and about of about how you can respond to toxic relationships. Now, I've mentioned a couple of times, and if you got to know me over the course of time here and beyond adversity, you know that I've spent much of my life as a pastor in local churches. And in many ways, there's nothing better than being a pastor of a local church when things are going well and people have come together for a common purpose in order to, to build a community of faith, to serve the needs of others, and to be a part of a process to be helpful, to help people grow spiritually, and to come together in fellowship to serve others. I've been part of church groups that have helped to rebuild homes after tornadoes, come around people who have lost loved ones, and to be healing forces when people have had all kinds of troubles, spiritually and physically and in every way, and to be on mission trips to all around the world where you see things coming together. And it is awesome when people work together for a common cause. Nothing better. Life transformation often takes place in groups like that. The flip side of it is the local church and other connections with people can sometimes include people who are going to be hurtful and painful, who are toxic, dangerous, poisonous, if you will. In fact, in the world of clergy, we even have a term for this for people in a church who want to get you, especially who want to get pastors moved out of a church or something like that. We call them clergy killers. That's our term we often have for them, people who really want to get you and to have their own issues going on and want to harm you in some way. Now, so I, in my years of ministry, have experienced my share of joys, but I've also experienced my share of toxic people, clergy killers, people who wanted to get rid of me or to help me just to, didn't like me for whatever reason. And I've seen how they've hurt one another as well. Now, I imagine in your life, you've had people who've hurt you as well, or you've been around people who are toxic, sometimes they're even in our own families. In fact, too often when we talk about domestic violence, it's people in our own families. But let me talk to you in the church setting, one I'm familiar with for just a moment. Just a couple of situations come to mind. One was a guy I call him Bill. Now, I knew Bill was going to be a bit toxic even when I met him, even before I even came to the church to be the pastor there. I could just tell by the edge and vibe it's with him. And I knew a little bit about him that he had moved from some other churches to be a part of the church I was pastoring at because of some issues he had with pastors in those churches. That word gets around. You know, pastors talk among themselves as well as about the folks. As sometimes you folks are part of churches, talk about your pastors. We know that. We get that. Just like in the workplace, you talk about your boss or you talk about your coworkers. I get it. You get it as well. In this case, Bill became evident right away that he was going to try to dominate me. And he was going to try to dominate me by going through other people and leveraging me. And what really ticked me off one day is when he tried to get to me by going after my two small sons at the time, who were young, elementary age. And I don't know what they did, but they were at the church and I was in another part of the church. And they were just goofing off like young kids do. And he started yelling at them and it became very upsetting to, and that's what I said so much, would upset my wife quite a bit. And I heard about it. And so I was not happy about that whole deal. 
not just one indicator of all the things that he was doing. Because he went after my kids, who weren't doing much. They didn't deserve what he yelled at them about. And he didn't come to me first. So we had a bit of a exchange of, we had a bit of a confrontation about it. And here's what he said. It indicated ended to me that I was really up against a toxic person. Several times in a row, he used the phrase with me, am I right or am I right? Am I right or am I right? And of course, he wanted me to come back at him. Of course, you're right. But I didn't. I came back and said, Bill, you're wrong. And that led to a bit of a conflict and that kind of exacerbated to eventually we had to go our separate ways. He and his family ended up leaving the church sometime later, but not without a few other difficulties. And I had other issues in churches as well where people were what I would call toxic. And it meant that something had to be done or I would be damaged. My, my effectiveness would be damaged. My family would be damaged. My health would be damaged. My my spiritual life would be damaged. You heard A talk about in the last two episodes how she had a toxic relationship with a partner, which led to her very life being threatened, attempted murder, physical abuse, emotional, verbal abuse. And she finally, something snapped with her and she had to get out of there. She had to escape domestic violence. She had to escape the toxicity. Now, let me ask you something. What does that word toxic even mean? Really, toxic, well, you've heard the phrase, you've experienced it yourself, toxic people or toxic relationships. What it really means is poison, doesn't it? Poison. And poison does what? It hurts and it kills. Why do you think when you have uh, certain materials under your sink, cleaning solutions and such, they have that skull and crossbones thing symbol on there and the numbers of poison control centers? It's because if somebody gets into it, it can't hurt them deeply and maybe even kill them. Poison is going to hurt you. Toxic means poison. It's going to hurt or damage you. You've heard about people being bit by snakes, of course. A poisonous snake, when it bites, what are you going to do? They have to make an incision wherever the, the bite was made, and the poison has to be sucked out by somebody sucking it out with their mouth or special tubes and things like that. And you got to get to the doctor. You got to get it out. And worst case, bad case scenarios when people are poisoned by a snake bite or something, the worst case scenarios they lose their life. But many times people have lost the use of an arm or a foot, and even maybe had to have something amputated or cut out, cut off. Poison is a terrible way to be damaged or to die. It's often a somewhat slow-moving process, meaning it's not like being shot or killed in a crash. It's going to work and lingering the facts. I got to tell you, one particular point, the worst poisonous situation I ever saw, and I won't get too graphic about this, but a, I worked with a young man who decided to end his own life by drinking a combination of, of toilet bowl cleanser and alcohol, which literally burned his insides up. And it took about a month. It took three or four weeks for him to die of that terrible excruciating death. He, there's a whole lot to that story. But my point is poison is terrible and will tear you up before it kills you. Let's talk about something else that's poisonous about this cancer. 
Not too long ago, I was re- I was diagnosed with cancer, and it looks like about six weeks from now, it is likely that I'll have surgery to what? Cut out the cancer, and if they don't cut it out, then it's going to be burned out by radiation or maybe a combination. If you have poison in your body, you have to take extreme measures to do something. You got If you got poison, if you got toxins in your body, physical toxins, you either got to cut it out or flush it out or suck it out or get your stomach pumped. You got to take dramatic measures to deal with it. You can't let it go and linger because it will kill you. Now, here's what I want to share with you. It doesn't, if you're in a toxic relationship, you got to do something about it or it will slowly destroy you. You got to do something about it. And I think many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've got that relationship you're thinking of. It might be somebody in your old household. It might be somebody you work with. It might be somebody you go to church with. It might be somebody else in your life that you have some sort of a toxic relationship that you have. But what are you going to do? When you have poison in your life, you got to do something about it. The response to poison is the antidote, isn't it? Your response is the antidote. It might be some drug that you take, some potion that you take, or it might be surgery, or it might be radiation, or it might be something else, or even amputation. There's responses to it, but you have to take and respond to the antidote. And so what I want to give you for just a few minutes here today is some points, some antidotes to deal with toxic people in your life. Because if you keep going with it, it's going to hurt you. So let's talk about it for a minute. Let's talk about it. The first thing I wanted to share with you is I would call these the, the sea of confrontation. The confrontation, you've got to confront the adversity. You the see you got to confront it in your life, either internally in your own self and come to terms with it that this is not good for me. And at times you need to confront the other person. Not always. You've got to continue the ramifications of it, but the confrontation may need to take place. At any rate, you've got to confront, you've got to come to the aha, the realization moment in your own right that I can't keep living this way. That's the personal confrontation part of it. And there may be times when you need, if it is a particular person in your life that you may need to confront them. It may come to that. Let's talk about Dee Garcia, a topic who was in our episode 254 and 255. She had to confront the situation, and she tried to confront it a couple of times personally, but her confrontation was to get out of the situation that she was in where she had to survive it. So the confrontation piece of this is a part of the survival piece. You cannot deal with life. You can't get on with your life until you deal with it. If you have cancer, you really can't get on with your life to the, live in your full life until you deal with the cancer. It's either got to be, it's got to be dealt with chemically, radiation, surgery, something's got to be done in order to deal with the cancer. You got to confront it. It starts with yourself. You got to have that aha moment and saying, okay, I can't keep living this way. I got to confront it. So, That's the confrontation piece. And the next part I'm going to share with you is a little bit controversial, perhaps, but if you think about it, not really. I'd call it the cut or the cut it out. You have to cut out that relationship. 
you have to put it in a box or put it in a place that you can deal with it. And what I mean by that is you have to decide how you're going to deal with this relationship. With A, she got, she and her daughter got out it. They escaped. They escaped, conf- they escaped the situation, which was literally life threatening. In your case, in my case, you have to deal with how you're going to cut out the relationship. I had, I had to have with some of the people I had conflicts with in church. There was a couple occasions when I basically had, Hey, it's either you or me. It's either you or me. Either you're going to leave or I'm going to leave. And I meant it. And it, it happened both ways. Yeah, you know, what I mean by that, there was a couple situations, including the situation I mentioned earlier about Toxic Bill, where they left the church and things improved dramatically. And there was one occasion where I left the church and things improved both for me, mental, physically, emotionally, and even for the church. You got to cut it out. You got to put a separation, make the incision. If you're going to have cancer taken out of your body, there comes a moment when that needle or that scalpel has got to go in and cut it out. Now, you might say to me, Brad, Dr. Brad, that's easier said than done. What if this is a person in my own household? What if it's somebody I work with or a family member, my parent or my spouse or my daughter or son? Did you got to come to put it in a certain framework? You got to put boundaries around that relationship that there's certain things you will not put up with, certain things that you cannot deal with. At times it means walking away. At times it may mean confrontation, but it may mean that you just can't deal with certain things. You may need space. Now, in some cases, it does mean you have to end a relationship. Divorce, for instance, is one of those. Or to move away. People do that. Sometimes it's necessary. You got to put it in a framework. Even if you're in a relationship, even a family relationship with someone, you need to put boundaries on it. And you got to put in your own life what those boundaries are to that are not going to be crossed over. I know of one situation, an interracial relationship, where interracial couple, and they had to deal with families on both sides who weren't quite understanding. And when certain trigger words were used, those went across the boundary, and they could not be said. Or it was a rope. You see what I'm saying here? So confront yourself. Cut it out is the next one. And the third, the next thing that you can do to have the antidote for uh, for toxicity, toxic relationship, is to commit to self, is to commit. you got to commit to your own self-worth and your own self-growth. That is that your life is worth it. You have to value your life. You have to commit to your own life. That you value your life and you don't want to die in this toxic relationship. You do not want to be diminished physically, spiritually, or emotionally. You got to love yourself first. And you really can't grow, truly grow, until you save yourself. You really can't, in the case of, hey, she couldn't really save her daughter from the abuse situation they were both in until she saved herself as well. And she had to get a home sense of committing to her own self-worth. The next part of this, the next C, I would say, is to connect with a higher power. Connect with a higher power. That is your spiritual life. You need to go to a place. You do. You can't do this on your own. And I believe there's two major sources that you can do to gain strength when you don't have it. One of them is in prayer or in meditation or in your inner life. Go to a place that you are not only worth it, of value, 
but you need to connect with a source greater than yourself. I certainly advocate a spiritual life, get into reading your Bible, get into your prayer life, get into journaling and other practices that way. If you need help on any of that stuff, reach out to me. I can help you with that. With that, there's certain things about this that are about. Remember, Jesus did this. He cut certain people out of his life. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were in his life, and uh, they wanted to kill him. And he said, get away from me, you brood of vipers. And he then connected up with his heavenly father, with God. He went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, prayed God, even let this, the sweat drops of blood came upon him. And he said, let this cup pass from me, because they knew people were after him. Toxic people were after him. But he went to God, the Father. So that's the spiritual aspect. You seek your own spiritual guide, but do it if you want to get rid of toxicity in your life. Do that. The next thing, the last thing I want to share with you is to commune with cool people. Key phrase there, cool people. That is friends, build new relationships. And commune with them means build community with them. That might mean a an advocacy group. It might mean a professional counselor. It might mean a friend at work who you weren't friends with before who can deal with the commonality. Sometimes it starts with kind of just talking about, hey, have you had this common experience with this other person? Sometimes it's within the family that you have to build allies. You have to have people who are advocates, your advocates. And you build community with them. And I call it cool people because it's people you enjoy being with and they enjoy being with you. So you, what you do, you sustain one another and you build one another up. I certainly have had that in my own life and I appreciate that. I've had other friends and clergy people in my life, colleagues who were supportive of me when I had some of these conflicts with the clergy killers in my life. You need that too. You need that too. If we're going to build, we're building a new community here at Beyond Adversity. If you want to learn more about the community we're building, reach out to me at drbradmuller.com. We'll let you know about the community that we're building here. It can be helpful to you as well. Get with people. That's the, the two basic things you can do here. Let's go over them again one more time is to confront the issue, the sea of confrontation. Have your aha moment. The next one is to cut it out, to cut out those relationships that are harmful to you. Separate yourself. The next C is to commit to yourself, your own self-value and self-worth, to connect with a higher power, that is your spiritual life, and then to commune with cool people is the next C there. Do those things that's going to help you to have a antidote or a response to toxic people in your life. And it will make a whole... It will make a just a lot of difference in, in your life. It will, I promise you. I promise you. We're here to serve you. We're here to serve you. I love you and I pray for you. And I want you to know that here at drbrademiller.com, we are building a community to serve people who have had various issues in their life, various adversities, we call them. We call them the five D's of adversity. Depression, divorce, disease, debt, financial issues, and death. And everybody faces those, and how we deal with them makes all the difference. And what we do is we have what we call the ACTS plan, which is our process to help you to get through that. A is to take action in your life. 
We talked about a little bit here today about confront things. The C is to connect with a higher power and the word acts. That's your spiritual life. The T is to think strategically. What's your ABC process that you can do? Your new habits, your new goals. And the S is to serve others with love. And that's exactly what we are looking to do here. Because when I come to you from my loft office, I'm surrounded by books and this is here and the, my experience. But I'm all about speaking into your life because... I've had my own troubles and my own situations right now. I've mentioned I'm dealing with cancer. I'm going to have surgery on that a few weeks from now. And I advocate and wish for your prayers and your thoughts and your good thoughts as I deal with my own toxic adversary, cancer. And I'm dealing with that as well. And we're looking to create a new podcast, which will be dealing with that, as we'll tell you more about that as we go along here on Beyond Adversity. But that's what I want to share with you. We are here because we love you and we're here to serve you. You can always reach out to me at drbradmiller.com. That's our website. My email, brad at drbradmiller.com. You can reach out to me that way as well. drbradmiller.com is also where you can find, we have now over 250 episodes of this podcast, every one of them designed to serve you. And if you want to learn more about Get on our mailing list and learn more about our courses and about our processes. You can go to drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way. Hopefully that'll be helpful to you. We're here to serve because we love you. We're here to help you to navigate adversity in your life. So you, my friend, can deal with toxic people and toxic things and get on with your life and to have a life of peace and prosperity and purpose to grow through whatever it is you go through. We hope you join me next time here on the Beyond Adversity podcast, where we will continue to tackle adversity to give you the best life possible. Until our paths cross again, indeed, this is Dr. Brad Miller saying, I love you, I care for you, and always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.